This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to another edition of Get to Know Your Lower Ranger. I am your host at Waffle House on Twitter or Christy or Crispy or Will, whatever you want to call me. And this week, we are thrilled to be joined by one of our favorite Lower Rangers. I know my personal favorite Lower Ranger. Um, she's known by a few titles, mainly our foreign correspondent um, uh, down under in the land of Oz, Morgan from Australia. Hello, Morgan. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm lovely. I'm lovely. So we were just chatting uh, a little bit beforehand about the this, this gig that you're wrapping up. You've been working the Australian Open for the past two weeks. Is that correct? I have. I've been working... Um in well for the last six months or so I've been working in the hotel quarantine program in Victoria and um, I got an opportunity to work at the Australian Open quarantine and so when the players came out to Australia they were allowed to train for five hours a day and I ran the training hub that they were allowed to come to. Oh that's cool as hell did you any any cool stories from uh from from those two weeks did you get to meet anybody famous? Yeah, I got to meet lots of tennis players and and speak to them every day. And I got invited to Nobu on Friday night um, with um, my new French friend. Uh, but I thought it was best that I don't attend that. Um, I'm not sure how Jimmy would have felt. But um, they were all very, <laughs> very kind. Um, oh, except with, like, you have issues with some people. Because um, tennis players... I'm a bit renowned for being divas at times and okay. this was like a very structured uh training regime like okay we determined when they could go anywhere around the premises and they didn't really like that so yeah there was a bit of like angst with some players but on the whole it was amazing uh, as I said in the intro, and as we just talked about the Australian Open, obviously you are our most international of Lower Rangers uh, that, that's in this whole podcasting endeavor. So w- which, which area of Australia are you in? Um, I live in the greatest city in Australia, Melbourne. Um, <laughs> Correct. For most people who don't know, uh, usually the world's most livable city, always in the top three. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's the sporting capital of the world. Um, and of the world? 
Yeah, absolutely. We've got the best sporting precinct in the world. Um, like we have F1 motorsport here. We have the tennis grand slam here. Um, we have cricket and football, which you guys don't care about. Well, you have rugby, which we don't care about. Um, but like we have some of the best sports in the world that come to our city. Um, and we're the only place in Australia that can claim that really. So That's awesome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, uh, next topic I usually go to is, is just kind of family situation. You, you mentioned Jimmy, uh, not sure how you'd fe- he'd feel about you going to dinner, uh, with your new French friend. Uh, so Jimmy's your significant other. Is that correct? Jimmy is my very much better half, the okay. nicest person in our relationship. And anybody who has met Jimmy or spoken to Jimmy can very much agree that he <laughs> he is um, he's the angel of nuance. And I so I've heard a lot about Jimmy. I've heard nothing but good things about Jimmy. But I've never actually met Jimmy because it seems like when he hops on these zooms, it's like two o'clock in the morning in America. I'm always fast asleep, but I, I he's like Bigfoot in my life at this point where like I, I, I hear tale of, of other people's sightings, but I never get to, to see him myself. So hopefully on a, on a tighter, tighter schedule. So. Yes, exactly. I hope to, I hope to meet him, meet him one day. So, uh, so, okay. So you just finished up this Australian open gig, uh, where you ran the training center there. What do you do outside of that normally for, for work? I know when we first started this, I believe you worked for an airline. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm, I'm still stood down from that position. So I was an operations controller, um, okay. at an airline. So a subsidiary of Qantas. So like the, um, like the low cost carrier that Qantas owns. Okay. Um, and I was there for 12 years and I'm not sure if I'll go back there, but in the meantime, um, I'm working in hotel quarantine. So normal residents that come back to Australia that have been overseas have to quarantine for 14 days. And I work in the hotels, making sure that they stay in their rooms. Gotcha. That's uh, and and you guys have not had a COVID case in how long? When's the last positive? Um, we haven't had a, we haven't had a case in I think about twenty five days now from um, wow. community transmission. Um, we did get to over sixty, I believe, previously, but then Sydney stuffed that up and gave it back to us. But we managed to control that, um, and get back into the double donuts, so zero transmission. Um, and we're, yeah, keeping it in the hotels and we haven't had an outbreak from the hotels, fingers crossed, touch wood, since, um, since we've restarted in December. So that's a good thing because, um, our last wave came from letting it out of the hotels. So we've we've really had to tighten that up. So it can be done. You, you guys are the envy of the United States right now. Uh, (laughs) it it can be done. Oh, Our last wave uh, cost for. us like nearly a thousand, nearly th- a thousand people died in my state um, oh. after the break outbreak from hotel quarantine. Um, so now that's kind of weighs heavy on my shoulders that I don't want to have that happen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Well, switching to a slightly lighter <laughs> subject matter, a little, uh, a little bit, right? Um, do you remember the first time, and I know 
as I've stated in, in previous editions of this, uh, basically for some people it's a process it's not an instant lightning moment that you can remember but do you remember the first time that you got the show that you 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 understood what the levitar show was going for um i don't remember the actual instance but i know who was involved okay and like everybody or like a hell of a lot of other people it was the looks like game and it wasn't because i it wasn't because i found it funny it was because I found Kirkton's laugh just <laughs> infectious right and like I, I love to hear people laugh like Barrett's one of my favorite people because he has this beautiful giggle sure and, like, yep. when he gets going it's it just makes me laugh and so Kirkton's giggle was just uh it, it made me smile and I was I was very much this is shit I don't want to hear this stop playing the short version that's not short um <laughs> And, and until I heard the really long version and I was like, Jesus yeah, right. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was like laughing at Kirkton laugh. And then I remember the baseball season must've finished. And I was like, where did that guy go? And Jimmy's like, he's not on now. And I'm like, well, I hate this again, but yeah, I, I look forward to every, every time Kirkton was on the show just to hear him laugh. Like I, yeah. and because I'm, I'm foreign, um, I don't get a lot of the looks likes because I don't know who these people are. So like, sure, it had sure. no context to me, but this man laughing just had me in hysterics. Yeah. And yeah. So it's then I'd be like Googling to find out who these people are. It's absolutely contagious. And I don't, I don't know anything about baseball. Like I, I grew up watching a little bit and knowing a, like a few nineties players, but uh, I started looking forward to baseball season as well because Tim Kirchin was going to be on there. And even the, the serious question, he's so knowledgeable that that is also infectious to me is hearing someone that knowledgeable about any one specific thing. I could, I could listen to them all day and then combine that with what you said. The giggle is just too much. And I just, it's, it's I, loved, I loved best. when like Dan had asked him something and he didn't have the answer right there. And then like Dan had tear him apart and like, <laughs> and, and, and this poor man with all these scrapbooks, I could just imagine him like surrounded by papers, like yeah, trying to find yeah. these stats or, or, <laughs> or this box course, like something. I'm like, laugh. I just laugh so much at this poor man, like trying his hardest to answer every question and to know every stat. And I'm like, I just loved him. I, I adored him and I had no idea who he was. Right, right. Absolute best. Show favorite. I think he's probably the most beloved character in this whole whole universe. Uh, so not to be, I know sometimes uh, for, for me, I, I, I'm prisoner of the moment a lot uh, when it comes to trying to think of favorite moments from the show. Um, do you have a specific moment over the, the years that you've been listening uh, that, that sticks out to you as something that if, if someone was asking you, what's that show you're listening to, you would, you would point them, you, you would make them listen to this as a way to get into the show. I don't know if anyone else would get it, but my, like my favorite moment, and I've said it before was um, Billy commentating the first pitch of the Marlins season. Yes. It, as a Cubs fan, they were playing the Cubs that day. Um, I just could not stop laughing. And then like having Dan crush him through it, like, and just ruin his commentary, <laughs> like everything about it was so perfect. Like the fact that they waited so long for the first pitch and it was like, 
delayed and it was like he was trying to fill and fill and then <laughs> it was a home run it was just brilliant and that concludes our Marlins coverage for the season it's they could they could have tried that a thousand times over 10,000 times over 100,000 and they would have never never have gotten it as perfect even Dan swallowing Billy's coverage makes it a thousand times funnier and he didn't mean to do he was just in the moment it's it's uh, that's that's probably the most crystallized uh uh version of how they capture lightning in a bottle so often they couldn't have planned that if they tried perfect unscripted moment um (laughs) that was completely out of their control and it just yeah. summed up the show perfectly. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I, I still to this day think it's just hilarious. Like not, not for the fact that I'm a Cubs fan and we scored a home run, like just like Billy's voice. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I just his, I think he starts to set it with, and there's the pitch. Oh no, oh, it's a no. home run. <laughs> Oh, the, and the crack of the bat, the fact, the fact that oh. they got the, the actual sound of the yeah. home run on audio over the phone is incredible. And um, that's one of the best sounds in sport, I reckon, the crack of a bat. Absolutely. And to have that in the middle of, of, of the commentary and like he'd, he'd laid out so that, that was perfectly heard. It was brilliant. 100%, 100%. So that was your favorite moment. Who is your favorite member of the Lebetard universe? Um, oh, this is very hard. I have a love-hate relationship with Billy. In that <laughs> I love him. I love him very much. Right. But he drives me fucking mad. And I very much understand Allison's position <laughs> on Billy. And I never thought that I would until I right. dealt with Billy. And then I, then you I you it. tried to you tried to book him for Lauer after hours, correct? Mm-hmm. And then I booked a cameo from him, and <laughs> like, and like Billy will deliver you like more than you would ever want, but just not on your schedule. Um, sure. <laughs> and so that's frustrating. Um, but I think maybe like Chris is my favorite person maybe in the universe, like in the actual universe, not just the right. time universe. <laughs> right. Because uh, I think Chris is just one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. And, but in saying that, like, I love Roy. I love that he calls me love. Um, and like, I've, yeah, Mike's always been kind to me. But yeah, Chris is probably my favorite person ever. Okay. Well, the- Spain and then it's not really a fair fight. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't put anybody up against Sarah, honestly. She's she's one of my favorites as well. But Chris is a good answer. And I also like everybody's got uh, you know, all these characters are there, you know, have their qualities and reasons to, for them to be your fave. All right. So explain a little bit. I, I remember hearing your voice for the first time on the Lauer. Uh, I remember when you called in. Um, so it's, it's still trippy to me that I, I heard all these characters. Uh, God, w- w- this was summer of 2019, maybe. Uh, was that when they were started, started to do the, the call-ins? Does that it sound about November, right? Yeah. I called in November, 2019. Okay. So uh, explain a little bit, h- how did you end up on this podcast? 
um, I, well, I called that night in November and from then I think I called another couple of times and um, Stake reached out to me on Twitter, I think. Um, so we had a conversation and then I was on the Dinner for Schmucks. Um, I probably should have um, researched what Dinner for Schmucks was. <laughs> I was a bit lost there. Um, but I didn't think to actually uh, Google that or, or wake up. So I was like still in bed and asleep. Um, that was good. <laughs> but yeah, I stayed reached out to me from there. And then one day he sent me a Zoom invite and I didn't even know what Zoom was. And so I joined and I just thought it was a conversation or whatever. And I thought, oh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden it was a podcast and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It rests is history, as they say. All right. So what is your second favorite color? White. What's your first favorite color? Black. White and black. All right. Very. The, the, I, I feel like that uh, says something deeper about you, but I won't uh, speculate. Um, um, black's are like the color of Melbourne. Yeah. It's like people dress here like they're in permanent mourning um, <laughs> because they, they think that it's fashionable. So you, you can have every kind of color of black in your wardrobe here. Okay, and also it's the it's the team colors of Collingwood, correct? It certainly is. So yeah, All right. I, I bleed black and white. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like, what I, has I been? Never look bad in black and white. I, it's hard to. I, I agree. Like if if uh if if you're ever in doubt of an outfit to wear, I think coordinating around those colors is pretty pretty rock solid. Um, what's been one of your favorite moments in this whole podcast endeavor as far as guests that we've had or, or just, just experiences for you? Um, I enjoyed singing with Amin. That was odd. I didn't know that song. I had to listen to the song while we were recording the podcast and, and sort of learn how it went. That's a, um, That was the, the theme song, or not the theme song, but one of the songs from Righteous Gemstones, correct? Which, yeah, which I also didn't know what that was. Um, so that went well. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed, um, Jeff Passon tearing everyone apart. That made me laugh a lot. Um, he was terrifying. He, he was a monster <laughs> and unexpectedly. And I really enjoyed that. I did too. Um, I enjoyed Chris getting his job back. That was cool. Um, that like not, not as not by our hand, but just, I enjoyed that as being a bystander, I guess. Um, I loved having Sarah Spain on and I really liked Katie Nolan recently too. Yeah. There's been, honestly, it's been kind of a, a greatest hits of like, for me, at least I'm sure for a lot of people of, Holy shit, are we really like, like hanging with these people on a zoom or they really lending their time to us. So, so we can yeah. make a podcast about a podcast. Oh, and like Izzy sent me a DM for my birthday. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, yeah, yeah. It just said happy birthday, but I was like, like, why do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'll never, I'll never not, I'll never not get butterflies when I see a, a, a reply from Sarah or a like from Izzy, or in this stupid fitness chat that I shouldn't be in, have him like give me like encouragement like I yeah, just yeah. don't deserve to be here <laughs> it's uh it's well I think you absolutely deserve to be here because every time 
we have one of these episodes you are golden uh you always bring a fantastically interesting angle to all of these episodes um i never have to worry about about what you're going to bring to the table because it's always hilarious I, whether it's i do apologize whether it's that doing... i am um, i don't i do apologize that i don't submit a question when everyone else does. it's it's quite all right uh for instance i, I don't know uh if, if you're listening to this now if you've listened to all of our episodes morgan my favorite morgan moment uh is when she proceeded to uh do her makeup during the entire interview um, but not just any makeup, uh, like Halloween prosthetic makeup where it looked like she sewed her mouth shut. So when I went to her and I can't see everybody's face at once, all I heard was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it. Because she had uh, sewn her mouth shut, essentially. It was, uh, <laughs> it was quite a surprise. And then I have people in the chat going, don't go to her, don't go to her, don't go to her. And, uh, <laughs> and it was, it was uh, very, very startling. So, Oh, poor Jorge Sedano. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to show him such disrespect to glue my mouth shut during his podcast. <laughs> yeah, it um, really, it really quite, it sent a message to him, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't even Halloween time, it was August. <laughs> I've never done it again and I don't know why I did it then I'm really sorry I but don't be sorry uh, it makes for a, a hilarious story and I'm sure uh uh oh Jorge Sedano uh got off the zoom and was like you're never gonna believe what I just uh, had happened to yeah. this podcast I, I just I glued her mouth shut <laughs> exactly well Morgan on that note thank you so much for joining us on get to know your Lower Rangers and we'll see you next time Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.